Mm-hmm. What up, world? This is Ann Diggity, and this is the Road to Victory podcast. Today, we got a special guest in the building, my longtime friend. You know what? I ain't got friends no more. This is my brother. My nigga. 25 years. Mm-hmm. My dog. Fly tie. What that up? Don't keep, keep it too Virgil's. <laughs> they say, yeah, that, that's new on it. Keep it too Virgil's. <laughs> yeah. So my guy in the building, we just wanted to chop it up, talk about everything that's going on today, world, and how to help you guys out there as well as ourselves keep like a balanced mind and like a good pace to to, to move forward with. You know what I'm saying? So he said, his ideas, I share mine, and we'll we'll work like that. Whatever you guys need, you can take with y'all. You know, maybe it'll help you. Maybe it won't, but it's there. Hey, I would say if anything, fuck it, let's start off on how niggas feeling doing. Because this is definitely a wild ass time that niggas live. Oh my goodness. Yo, in order, in order, first we had to, first we lost Kobe. That was, I feel like that was the, the start of the fucking failing society from there, nigga. Shit, shit went crazy after that day. We lost Kobe, then the COVID hit. Wait, time out, though. I feel like even before Kobe, like, in the beginning of the year, wasn't he not, like, at threat of World War Three type shit? Right. Nah, that was, I think that was last year. Nah, so I, I, I think that, bro, like, 2020 been that wild that niggas just been canceling shit. Like, aliens came down, they was like, yo, homie, we, we ain't got time for y'all shit right now. <laughs> Come back later, like, <laughs> niggas been canceling shit all year, boy. I know, yo, yo, when you said we was about to go to World War Three, Dennis I Rodman think- saved us, bro. In fact, Dennis Remember that Dennis Rodman. Honestly, that's the one that I don't want no static with. I've seen what's homie's name, Kim Jong Un. I don't want to get it fucked up, but what I am saying, I've seen that nigga in the picture in a jail pose type shit, and also he's bought out Henny, like he sold the country out of Henny. I don't want no static with a nigga like that. Leave that nigga the fuck alone, homie. Like if a nigga done sold out of fucking Henny and knows how to do the jail pose, we from South Korea. He's telling you something like, yo. Leave me yo, alone. Yo, only we would know saying like that off the back, bro. <laughs> Niggas, and he's a Chicago Bulls fan, too. Like like you said about the Dennis Rodman shit. Yeah. That's why, I guess that's why he sat down with Dennis Rodman. He was like, he's a giant fan of the Bulls in the 90s. Like, you yeah. said Dennis Rodman stopped World War III? <laughs> you know, that's when the shit started. Yeah, Niggas should know what type of time we was on from that point on, bro. For real, for real. From that point in the calendar, we should have known. So, Kobe died. Kobe died. Ah oh, man, bro. We lost Kobe. And then the COVID hit. You talk about Kobe for a bit, man. The Don't legend, man. I started off not liking him like a lot of people. Me bro. I, I no lie, bro. I'll never forget. Me and my nigga Phil. Um, you remember Phil from Granada and shit like that. Yeah. It was during the, it was game seven of that Portland game. Niggas was watching that shit the first half. Right. Portland was up 
And I wasn't a Lakers fan at that point. I ain't fuck with Carmelo. It's fake ass Mike Joy, and I I always hated Shaq. Yeah. So I ain't fuck with them niggas at all. Niggas left the crib to go shoot ball. And nigga, probably had to be up anywhere between 15, 20. So we was like, all right, so went outside to go shoot ball. Yeah. Niggas came back in the crib. We missed the whole comeback, though. Right. Like, we missed the oop, the Kobe did the Shaq, all that celebration shit. I just remember coming back in the crib and realizing, like, yo, damn, these niggas lost again. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, everything was set up for Portland to win. They had that was Scotty, Scotty. That was David Stoudemire, um, she was on that team. Yeah. Sabonis, I want to say. Brian, Brian. Yeah, like, they had a lot of niggas on that squad, bro. Yeah. And I'll never forget coming back in the crib and looking at the final score and like, damn, these niggas won again. And I want to say after that year was when I really started fucking. Matt, I'm lying. Whatever year it was that Shaq actually left. Yeah, I nigga was shitting thing. on his soul. It's like, yo, this nigga's never gonna win. He's selfish. Yeah. He's not this, he's right. not that. Right. And then nigga was just coming from court, killing. In a word, alright, cool. I got court. I'm deal with Look. this. And I'm gonna give niggas 50, 60, a night. Remember the diss track? Nigga said, tell me how my ass. Facts. Like, niggas forget. They, niggas shitted on Kobe, bro. Like, the NBA built Kobe up to be the next Mike. And then when that shit happened, it was. Lights out, alright, cool. We can't he do this no more. Caught the rape charge, Facts. all that. That shit, yeah, that could have fucked up the league. Yo, Granted, you know, they, they had I wanna, the I wanna talk, I wanna talk about that, man, because I don't know the details or the specifics, but you would guess like a six eight. How tall is Kobe? Six six. Six 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 eight. I don't know. Big yeah, black don't know. man, and then uh, in Colorado. Anal sex is illegal and shit like that. To this day, like you know what I'm saying. With that said, I don't know. So a dude what happened, right? So a dude could probably, a cele- you probably could sleep with a celebrity, and then he teach you like, he treats you like shit, and then your pussy hurting, your asshole hurting, and stuff like that, and then your family members no sign off, and then you, you just say fuck it, he right. It, like honestly, that's never cool to force rape shit. Never, but also at the same time, like I, I get both sides of the coin, bro. Because there's a lot of women who go through that shit, and then let's say it is an athlete. They're gonna say, yo, why would he do this? I, I, so on and so forth. Like they, niggas will look at a chick in a quick and be like, yo, she's lying. She's trying to come up on the chat. Right. So a lot of chicks don't even go. And then I'm saying like they don't go to the cops. Imagine you going through all this shit and we see what the fuck is going on with the cops. And it's like, yo, these niggas I gotta go speak to. Right. Like, after a nigga done violated me, I gotta go trust these niggas and think I'm gonna get justice. Like, right. And that's why you saw so many, um, the cases of janitors from down south being locked up for 20 years for shit that they didn't do. You know what I'm saying? Bro, if you don't have the proper. Like that's what this country is really about. Is like, all money all I wanted to do was come, put keys in the door, lock shit, and I lock shit, clean up, and shit like that. And now I gotta do, and then and then the twenty way, the twenty years you went there after three weeks, you realize I right, I'm in jail. I right, I ain't never going home. Yeah, for like some it's shit like what you mean that doing? I didn't do. Be sitting there telling, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure jail is full of a bunch of niggas telling me, like, yo, I didn't do this. What? Cool. Like, I don't know who to believe, I don't know who not to believe. 
It could be true. It doesn't even fucking matter at, at this point. Then you locked up with us. Like, it don't matter if your shit innocent or not. And then they don't talk about when they let you out. When they let you out, you still making grilled cheese with the iron and newspaper. You, you don't got no communication skills. fucked up your whole Yeah, life, you man. don't got no communication skills. So when you go to the job interviews, you know what I'm saying? You can't like that's, articulate, you know, the English language like like the uh, rest of the world does. They did. Um, yeah, Central Park Five. What most of the kids went in at. Yeah, like they they went in as children, right. as kids. Right. And imagine they snatched us out of Susan's. Like on top of this being a national case, we throw you into fucking Rikers in the eighties, my nigga. Like right. you're never gonna be. You're never getting that back. It doesn't matter. Like niggas just say we live in a hood. We live in these situations. Niggas ain't never prepared for jail, bro. And so you go to jail. Like, that shit is going to shape you to be something that even if that's not your natural being, for you to survive in that shit, you got to become something else. And I, I, for innocent kids to go in like that and knowing, like, yo, bro, I didn't do it. Like, I was just in the park. I, I was out here play- That I still haven't watched that movie, my nigga, because... Yeah. On golf, I had a full class on that shit, bro. Like that was what one of my, I had a summer class in Lehman. Yeah. And they made me study that whole case for the entire summer. So like I knew that shit back and forth. So I like once the movie came out, I already knew what type of time I was gonna be on. It's like, yo, that was one of my hardest cries, bro. I I get it because they did them kids filthy, man. Like yeah, filthy. And imagine all of us going out like. We was going to the park, we was going to Sewers or whatever, and now in a matter of a day, your whole life took around. Niggas telling you, like, yo, you might never go home, you're not going to see your family. They abused they, their actual family. When they came down, the family don't know any of the laws, they don't know what to tell these people. They right. just trying to get their kids out, like, yo, whatever I got to say. And that's what the kids was, too. They was like, whatever I got to say to get mm-hmm. you home. Fuck it. Yeah, they did them dirty, bro. So for them to actually go from being kids in the streets in the 80s, and now you're telling them I'm doing, what, 15, 20? Out? How long did most of them do? The the longest one did, I think, um, like 15 years, Corey Watts. There's not enough money in the world. Because he was, and then he was 16, so they sent them straight to Rikers. And then that's when that shit, like the shit they showed in the movie, that that was that was crazy what happened to him. I, I still haven't seen the movie. Like the last. And thing all the other kids was like in kitty jail. They were like in juvenile yeah. detention, not kitty jail, until they would turn twenty one. Yeah, I, I still haven't seen the movie at all because I. The last thing I seen like that was the um not um Dubiello, excuse me the um. Who's R.I.P. homie who um, went to Rikers unlawfully and he wound up killing himself. Oh, um, the joint Jay-Z. Yeah, they had, did, I remember watching documentary on it. My nigga, every time I watch that shit, it's like, all right, cool. It's, don't get me wrong, it's putting me up on game, it's giving me information, but yeah. now at the end of every episode, I'm just sitting, I'm upset. Like, like I'm just, literally just fucking mad and I can't do shit about well, it. I ain't seen this shit. Nigga, I don't even know where they come from. Nigga, power-ups on the side. <laughs> but yo, realistically, we, we might not be coming from the community where 
where um, we might not come from a community where we needed to be loved the way the way we needed to be, or or have like great financial support and shit like that. But one thing for sure, we got when we did bad, we got our ass whooped, and I think that's what kept us out of jail, bro. Facts, like uh, honestly, you know what I'm saying. I remember the first time I got caught smoking weed. I was like 12, bro. <laughs> 12, 12. And freaking, you got caught by your people. You got caught by the cops. I got caught by the security, security, the the public, the school okay. safety, gotcha. and my mom did school safety. Mm-hmm. So once they saw me, they they immediately called her, and I didn't even get an ass whooping for smoking weed. I got an ass whooping for people being in her business. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got, you know what I'm saying? I got in trouble for people being it, but that type of stuff, that, and she beat. We we were disciplined for not looking out for each other. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, you got a big ass family. You know where's your brother? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know where your brother at? Where's your sister? What do you mean you don't know where? That's always been an intriguing thing to me, bro. Because like, yeah, like you grew up was Fabio altogether six. And y'all pretty fucking close to age, my nigga. Like, yeah. I technically I grew up a fucking only child until a whole ass adult, and then my pops. Yo, uh, how old is your brother? My little brother's turned six or Damn. seven. The other day, I thought he was like two or three. I don't know, six or seven. I, I want to say seven. The other day, and <laughs> end of May type shit. But yeah, but like I grew up an only child, so I ain't never really. My shit was not, I have to keep track of nobody else. Like, yo, if you go out with the, whoever you're out with, that is your family for now. So, like, right. don't separate from them. This is who you're with. This is the group you're in. Realize who you with and from there. But, yo, I would tell you something crazy. I, I probably told you this, but I don't remember if I did. I your, your, your great-grandmother, when we was growing up, mm-hmm. I remember she was so worried about you being in the streets, bro. She fucking, um, one day she asked me where you was at. She was like, where's Takum? And I was like, he went upstairs. Nigga, she kissed me on the lips and out of joy that she was upstairs, bro. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? She was hands down. Mind you, my this great grandmother. She didn't speak English like at that. all. I'd speak to her, I spoke to her in English and she would speak back to me in Spanish. For whatever reason that shit worked at the time. Like yeah. I couldn't speak up. to this day, nigga, I still can't speak a leak of Spanish, like for real, for real. Like yeah. I can't sit down and have a full conversation that shit. Right. But I understood her, she understood me. I mean, hell yeah, my nigga like my grandma's probably passed, my regular grandma's passed when I was young. Yeah. So that shit, I remember the funeral, but I, I, I really don't remember too much experience with her outside of that shit. As far as my grandmother was. My great grandmother, that's the one we get. Like, that's the one that everybody would see. That's the one that took care of me. And 
she probably passed when I was like 10, 11 ish. Yeah. And that's when I really started like coming outside for real. But again, my nigga, like, I feel like that's the thing that you said it was your parents. You were saying shit for me, my nigga, like, I couldn't do sh- shit on the block. But, what the fuck? Drop. <laughs> yeah, nah, my pops was outside, nigga. Like, yeah, it's not like I ain't had no old parents. So, if I remember with Jarrell and his mom's, like, yeah. when that blood shit first started popping off, niggas was on the block. It wasn't blood at that. They, they had some some little intermediate shit, like young niggas who, who was banging. And that shit was never gonna fly. Because as soon as I did anything else, my pops like, yo, fuck you got on, my nigga. Like, he was gonna press me that, about that, that shit. That was me too. For two days, <laughs> I, I was a gang member for 48 hours. <laughs> Word, bro, like, After that, I was like, yo, this shit ain't for me. So I got to outside. That's, you know what I'm saying? Niggas say a lot about people who's. Pops is in the streets, but that shit, personally for me, I feel like that shit kept me out of anything. Cause my mom's, granted, she was young, yeah, but she's at work all day. Like, right. if it was only my mom's, I would be able to come bullshit my grandparents, come outside and do whatever the fuck I want. Right. It wasn't working with that nigga. The first time and the only time I actually ever bucked up my pops at an early age, I don't even know what he was arguing about. That nigga. Called me in the building, punched me in my chest. I, I don't know what it was about. I'm not sure what we was arguing about. I just, I always go back to that point. It's like, I never challenged that nigga again. Like, yo, he told me to do something. Yeah. For the most part, it was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm, I might argue about it. I might not feel good about it, but. Yeah. And I think that's more so because niggas ain't never hired me from nothing, period. So, like, I was around him, I was around his friends, his homies. Right. And you gotta think about how we that age now, nigga. We like, we in between 25, 30. If one of the homies' kids is around, they ain't really censoring ourselves for real. Like, right. we probably should, maybe. <laughs> we probably should. Or right. some convos. But no, niggas ain't really doing that. And I was around the same type of shit. So, like, I heard niggas, it wasn't just. The young niggas coming back from jail. Because I remember when Timmy first got locked up. He got locked up in Spark and he came back. Right. And that, that's my right hand at this point. Yeah. So, like, when he come back, obviously, you a kid. He could have been traumatized as a motherfucker. Nigga, he ain't going to speak on that. He ain't going to speak on none of the bad shit. It's just like, nah, we was in there. We was beating niggas up. This, that, and the third. So, it, the shit sounds cool. Until you come back to the block and you see niggas who 25, 30 years old. Like, nah. And they did tell you about jail for real. Like, all the shit that goes down in there, all the grimy shit, all the... Some niggas are built for that. Some niggas really go into jail and be like, nah, this is my habitat. I'm beating niggas up. This is the type of energy I'm on. Yeah, well, we was from the... It was a nigga that went to jail every winter. Facts. Every winter, he was like, come oh, out God. and have wild jail. And niggas <laughs> the man on the block. Like, right. niggas telling shit cool, but nah, I like from... A very, very early age, I got all sides of that shit. So it was like, cool, a nigga might say, my homie that I, I trust, like, that's my nigga. Yeah. He's speaking highly on that shit, but I'm also seeing niggas who 25, 30 years old who've been through that shit already, and they telling me everything that goes down here. I'm like, wait, 
Yeah, right. niggas was doing what? <laughs> they was telling right. you you couldn't do. Yeah, it was well, let, let me ask you, switching subjects, going into the COVID, you know, uh, not necessarily the COVID, but like death in general. I always had like a strange relationship with it and sure. never knew how to deal with it properly, if there's a proper way to deal with it. Yeah, the, you know, I, it's always like that uncomfortable. You said it the right you way, though. There is no proper way to deal with it, bro. Everybody gets over death in their own way. I, I, I was looking at pictures, you know, Smooth. Mm. Smooth had uh, posted up pictures. His pictures with everybody we grew up with. That's not here. Wait, which Smooth? License Smooth? Yeah, License Smooth. Smooth, just... smooth B, yeah, okay. License Smooth. So he pictures up uh, the original Smooth mm-hmm. from 4-1. Yeah. Um, R.P. Nels, Roni, you know what I'm saying? All these dudes we, we grew up with, bro. That's not here today. And I was like, damn, man. Damn, those were, those were still good people. You know That's what I'm saying? 100%. Like, because we grew up with them. Jacob locked up. And that's another thing, though. Like, we grew up with a different side of Jacob. Like, niggas might look at Jacob and say, nah, he was, for me personally, I'll just speak he was always cool to me, my nigga. I ain't seen none of that, all that wild shit. Like, yeah. that shit ain't never come towards my. If we, we, anything, I always heard about. He that, always told me about. If anything, he was it. gonna ask him like, "Y'all good? Y'all sure? Cool?" Like, yeah. he was gonna protect us. Remember, remember, I got jumped and he led the I revolution down <laughs> there. He he led, he led he he took everybody from the project that was with it and went to the area. And, and, I remember and, that and they tried to seek justice, bro. A thousand percent. And then Roni was the one that stood up. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the thing, though. Like, like we said, our situation with him, because he's from all hood, like, yeah. he showed us love. Right. If you're looking at somebody else who, whatever, whatever reason, had beef with homie, right. it's going to be a whole different... Yeah, they don't feel that way. Right. The same way... If a nigga violated me or did anything, to this day, yeah, nigga, I still feel certain type of way. I don't want, I don't want to see a nigga do bad, like. But yeah, that shit's always gonna be in the back of my mind, bro. Yeah, but you know, I try not to forget about those people. You know what I'm saying? You can't. But as far as the um. Yeah, like I, I really don't know how to tell somebody to deal with grieving right. those people. Right. Like, I, yeah, there's no script to that. Everybody, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is a wrap. Well, well, yeah. Close enough. <laughs> Todd just broke my computer chair, y'all. By the way, this shit was on the edges, nigga. Yeah. Nigga crazy. He definitely crazy glued this shit. <laughs> You gonna grab me some shit off Amazon or something? Man. <laughs> <laughs> they got bad sales going on right now. Gaming chairs and shit. Yo, Amazon owe me bread, bro. I gotta call them. I keep on forgetting to call. You know, only bread. Fucking juices for life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking with them niggas. I, that I style piece. Yeah, I want them niggas in the bus. But they delivered my shit from Canada, and because the shit was coming from Canada, niggas gave me one day, like. They tried to drop the package off, 
Yeah. I wasn't there, and they dubbed that shit. It's like, nah, no more UPS, no nothing. They be going back to Canada to figure that shit out. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, so we talked about Kobe. We talked about our upbringing and the COVID. Co- mm-hmm. What do you think about COVID as far as... I think I definitely... You've been affected by that personally. Like. Yeah, I definitely think it's like man-made and stuff like that in, in a source of like depopulation. All right, now with that said, that's... All right, cool. How does that rock around? Because, like you said, you, your family dealt with that shit personally. Right. So, like, how does that go around if you're speaking? Are people upset about you saying, like, yo, I doubt this going on, or I had my own suspicions about this shit? I've never, you know, I've always understood that, you know, everybody has their own outtake. You know what I'm saying? You could look at this wall and 20 people will tell you 20 different things about this mm-hmm. wall. So I, I realize everybody has, it, it, it might be not the same commonality, but you know, uh, everybody always gonna have something to say. You know? You know, the same way, the same way the, 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 the chick said, uh, he threatened her father and said, I would George Floyd you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that was probably not the best thing to say at that point. Right, right. So everybody has like their own way of, of, of dealing with things. But as far from me. But with that said, all right, so do you like, if you're in this, because how recent did this shit happen though? Like, this shit happened about a month ago, a month, a month, no, no, a month ago, yeah. Alright, so you around a family, like, have you started? Yeah, I've been around family, and, and I, that's the thing, like, even in the midst of COVID, where it's supposed to be social distancing mm-hmm. and our quarantine, and, you know, what helped us get through that is us being together. Respect. You know, that's the only thing that helped us get through that, us being together, us, we never took each other for granted, but us, you know, you know what I'm saying, really getting to, like, the genuine love that we had for each other, you know what I'm saying? It's like, honestly, yeah, like, in this world, bro, like, niggas move so fast, Right. it's just... It's fucking rapid fire. Like niggas go to work, whatever you get, you get your little bullshit weekend, and that weekend you may have a hundred things on your list that you want to do. Right. So you might not be able to see us, and you got like you say, you got a big family. So yeah. like, you might not be able to see anybody, but when this shit slowed down for real, yeah, that that shit puts things in perspective. Right, bro. Hundred percent. Right. The only thing. The only thing guaranteed, I got this from Battle Rap, where you said the only thing that's guaranteed is death and taxes. Facts. Death and taxes. So what, like, what this shit has on some low key shit is like, niggas probably shouldn't. That scared of death shit or math. I'm. It was the um. Ross and Ye had did a song. Years ago, live fast, die young. Yeah. And I remember every time that shit came on, they was having a convo and whip like, and niggas turning up, partying type shit at that time. But 
when that shit came on specifically for whatever reason, niggas would have a conversation about that. Niggas always look at these niggas like, that's a weird ass idea to have. And over this shit, it's come to my mom like, I, I don't know if I can say like, yo, that's a bad mindset to have. If a nigga could get to 40, 45 and really turn shit up for his family, Right. And generation after them, I can't knock a nigga saying like, yo, my, my purpose on this earth was to do this. Granted, the people who love you, the people who fuck with you, they all gonna suffer over that shit. But, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if you could really look at somebody and say like, yo, bro, you lived your life wrong if your decision was not. I, I see where my family's at, I see what the situation is. I'm gonna do what the fuck I gotta do to make sure everybody else is right. And if I gotta get my life for that type shit, fuck it, it is what it is. I, I can't really look at somebody and be like, yo, that's selfish or uh, unless you have children. And <laughs> that's that adds a whole nother dynamic to it. Wow. But if you're by yourself, bro. I used to look at that shit all fucked up, like yo, that live fast, that live fast, die young shit is trash. And now, if you're looking at the world in 2020, if niggas could give you a game plan in January, like yo, bro, this is what you're about to face. Do you really want to? You want to go through this shit, or do you really just want to live it up right now, live your life fast? Yeah. And your people gonna be good. I mean, now in my 30s, I got a, like, whole new perspective. Like, in in my 20s, in my 20s and teenage years, I was so selfish, bro. I, I realized how selfish I was, you know what I'm saying? And I, now, me maturing and getting older, it, it's, I realized that it, it ain't about me no more, man. I got a little brother 10 years young. Younger, I got sisters out there that's not married. You know what I'm saying? You know, all of that is due to leadership. Like, that's the biggest thing in the world we need today. Good leadership. You know what I'm saying? Because when you think about it, you know, I heard I heard this saying and it blew my mind. I want you to tell me what you think. They say, your obedience is connected to somebody else's destiny. Your obedience is connected to somebody else's destiny. Like, people will watch you, you know what I'm saying, the things that you say you're going to do. And, and if you do it, it gives them a sense of hope. You know what I'm saying? If you, you know, with all the temptation in the world, bro, mm -hmm. to, to, to stay on the path, of, of like a legit righteous, righteous path, bro, that's it. You know what I'm saying? That's and, and, and people see that. People that may not necessarily look up to you, but watching you, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it becomes the story of, all right, if he could do it, you know, I can get it done. If he, that's what, that's what my thing. If like, if this person can do it, I can do it. That's why I started rapping. That's why I started you know I think yeah, I think that's human nature, bro. Like at the end of the day, yeah, you want to see somebody because I think humans in general, we could all say with confidence, fuck, like ninety percent of people 
when they first start off to do some shit, it doesn't matter what it is. You don't have that confidence. Like, right. You have to build that shit right. over time. Like, right. personally, and you start putting in work, you start realizing, like, oh, now I'm good at this shit. Like, when that, when that shit finally hits you and the spark go off, like, wait. Nah, fuck everybody else. Like, nah, I know I'm good at this shit. Like, I, I know I don't put in the work. I know I don't put in the time. That's where the difference occurs. But, yeah, a lot of people do need to see the success story first. Because the doubt's going to be there. Off jump, it's like, alright, I want to do this. You can say you want to do this shit as million times as you want. If the path isn't there, you ain't seen how it was done. It's going to be difficult for you to really put together a plan. Right. And tell you what. And then once somebody comes through, and it's like, oh, this, this was step one. This is what he did. Step two. Or he or she, whatever. It doesn't matter. But it's like, all right, step A, step B, step C. I seen how he did it. This is the blueprint right here. And now I can do that too. Yeah. yeah now, let me ask you. I had told my guests this. What do you feel like? What, what do you feel about love? Especially as a single man, because I've been through like relationship after relationship after relationship, and I always let the the good ones go, bro. I let them always walk, and now I'm starting in the beginning of a new relationship, and I realize if I don't re rewire, rewire, and I change my beliefs and values, especially what I believe inside. About myself and what I value inside myself, it's gonna be another one, another good one to get away. Alright, so rewiring in what way though? Like, um, like I said, the selfishness, you know what I'm saying? Um, That's a big one. Like, like, I like, I like, I, I, I don't know where I got this from, I don't know. But most of the time, I like to be alone. I don't know where I got it from, bro. Because growing up, everybody was in my crib. That's you it. know what I'm saying? That's crazy when you boy. say that, bro, because I feel that way. But I'm an only child, but yeah. like, I grew up that way. Right. Like, I've naturally gotten to where it was like, right, ain't nobody else here. I know how to make the best out of my time yeah. by myself. You, on the other hand, yeah, we had a completely different... Right. Situations go to East. Well, you got five siblings, and then I used to invite the whole neighborhood. Oh, yeah, that's a you fact. In the crib every day, to the point my mom was like, "Y'all niggas gotta go." Maybe you that's what I'm well, also, you know that that but makes sense. I felt, that would be I felt, the reason why maybe you want to have like I just need this time to myself to get my shit right. Like, no, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I ever said this before, but I think it was. You know, shout out my man Els. Shout out Elliot, bro. He said after I got into relationship with with Trishana, mm -hmm. he said, "Yo, you changed, bro. You changed." I think I never fully got that egg off my face, like when everybody was telling me that she wasn't the one, this and that, that and this. And I, I was taking, and I was still optimistic. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, do whatever I got to do to make it work type of person. And then this shit just, you know, me falling on my face. I think I, I've got, I've, I've, since I fell in on my face, I got up, but I, you know, I'm not walking the same, I'm not talking the same. It's like, I, it's, it's not permanent damage, but 
I haven't fully yet. let it go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, with that, I will say it's like, I think that's something that happens to all of us, though. I mean, like, at the end of the day, if niggas are really out here chasing a relationship but really trying to get into a relationship, that shit's gonna, you're gonna fail. Like, you're gonna have a bad fucking failure at the end of the day. Right. I don't think there's anybody who's been through each shit. All, all the niggas who I know who are in successful relationships or got married or whatever, to this day, niggas are still going through bullshit where it's like, it's an argument, a serious argument. It'd be about serious shit, but it's like, they, I guess that's where the balance is. You just have to realize. Yeah. I, and it's, I I love her enough to know I'm willing to deal with this bullshit to get for us to get through. And then there's also some chicks with me personally. I know I'm not I'm not going through that shit. Like a word you do that stupid shit, say less. Yeah, I, I can that, wait. That, that's crazy. Like, would you be able to stay with a woman that cheated on you, or would you allow a woman to stay with you that you cheated on? Yeah, I, I I ain't got the heart. If I cheat on a girl, you know, I, I've always been like that. I would rather break up with you than cheat on you. That's who I always been. I've never juggled two at a time, bro. I, I've been that way too. I, I hate to use the term, but serial monogamous. <laughs> All right, now question with that: Do you think that's more of? Because I would like to tell myself I'm doing that for the girl, but I, now when I really sit back. Is that more so us, or are we really doing that because of the person that we're with? We don't want to hurt them, or is it more so of a thing like, nah, I, I just don't want to go through the situation, so I think it's kind fuck of, it, I'm gonna let you lose. <laughs> and I think it's all of the above, because the selfishness in you, you want to upgrade. You know what I'm saying? That's a sense of like selfishness. You're like, I. Right. If I want to upgrade, and then it's like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to, you know, play both of the women's at the same time with each other. You know, I don't want to get caught up, cause drama and shit. Yeah, like, know? that's my, my thing. I think I'm not a good liar. I'm, as, as, as you take that, that shit adds extra stress to right, my life. Right. I, I would much rather tell you a jump. Right. And I've lost plenty of women like that. Like, telling you. Because, all right, brutal honesty, bro. That's another, yeah, that's another thing we got to discuss. Women do not like honesty. Like, we can say that, yes, it sounds and good. And maybe, like, yo, I'd rather you tell me the truth. I'd rather you tell me the truth. But no, I, I, well, I guess. And then you tell them the truth, they're ready to cut you. Yeah, like, they heard about it, but with that said, it kind of does, it does them justice in the end. You know what it's like? It's like, and Patrice O'Neill said this, it's like, Going to the basketball court with a ball, right? Dealing with women is like going to the basketball court with a ball. And the way you get out of it is like, sometimes they'll have a team, 10 people, and you're the 11th person, but the only ball they got is yours. So sometimes I feel like you just have to take your ball and go. Like, oh word, y'all wanna play with my ball, but y'all ain't gonna put me down? Give me my ball, I'm going home. You know what I'm saying? Again, no, I, I, feel, I really feel like there's no right or wrong answer to that. Because I never knock a nigga for feeling like, nah, this ain't the situation I want to be in. And make it, my only problem is when a nigga knows that he don't want to be in the situation, 
and still to grab the chick because they scared to be by themselves. Like right. that's some bitch shit to me, my nigga. Like don't ever come to me so I'm scared to be my. I don't want to hear that from no grown ass man, homie. Like yo, not to say like that's not a problem, but yo, go talk to somebody. Go talk to your fam if you have to get that. Whatever it is, but get that shit out your mind. I don't ever want to hear a grown man tell me. I'm in a relationship because I don't want to be by myself. I, I don't want to hear that shit, homie. Like, I, from none of my niggas. And I, I get it. Like, that's the thing. It's not even the relationship. Niggas be, I just don't want to have no pussy for this certain amount of time. It's like, yo, bro, this shit is going to blow up in everybody's face. It's going to make your shit more difficult. You're going to fuck her shit up in the meanwhile. And it's going to change the relationship we have. Yeah. And then again, like, that's been one thing with me. It's like, I never want to be that nigga who I dealt with a shit. And then after I deal with her, she's fucked up. Or she's broke. Like, I never understood that type shit. Like, nigga be holding that shit like it's a badge of honor. Like, you fuck shorty up. So I'm like, her mental is Fuck, my nigga, she's never gonna be the same. You know what? I always think about, you know, uh, I wanted, always wanted to be the person that, you know, even if me and Shorty didn't work out, I, I would build her up. So when the next dude that talked to her, mm. he'll reach out to me and be like, thank you. Oh, see, that's a little too far. <laughs> I wish the fuck I would. <laughs> nigga, you got to get shot. No, don't call me talking about, yo, I did you a favor right now, nigga. You got you to catch a bullet now. I don't want to hear that. Like, no, thank you. Thank you for molding her and, you know. Yeah, that, that shit crazy. Not leaving her where she was. But that's kind of the thing. Like, niggas should look to, even if that's not your chick, bro, you should never want to... Be the reason why a chick's life hit the drain. Like niggas be wearing that shit, the badger on it. That shit yo, so you weird hear, to me, bro. Yo, you hear the you hear the songs back in the day, bro. Like yo, I feel like as I get older, the more farther further back my my music go, bro. You got songs by Ella J Ella James. She and she's saying in the song, I'd rather go blind and see a dude walk away. I'd rather go blind and see you leave me. Um, um, Gladys Knight in the Pips. He's on a midnight train. Times of- Yo, she said, she said, I love, I, I, I rather live in his world than live in mine's without him. Signs you know of time, bro. That 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 yeah. I, I, I'm like, what type of love was that, it was bro? A different era. I don't know. And Denise Williams, silly of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now that then again, I, I don't want I want to throw this under the bus because I'm not a avid listener of R&B now. So like, that's not the music that that's I'm naturally I, drawn to. That's all I, I don't know. To. That shit might be out there. Like that niggas might still have that same type of feeling. It just doesn't look like that because that's not what's popular. Yeah, all, all, I think all women are looking for leadership, bro. Because they, they come into the relationship being leaveable. And mm-hmm. we have to teach them to be lovable. Honestly speaking, it's, it's like no offense. But the only thing that, that, that I ain't even going to say. It. I, I was going to say the only thing that popped in my mind is the dog whisperer. 
You ever oh. watch a dog whisperer? <laughs> nah. So the dog whisperer, like, don't get us canceled, Ed. Make my podcast debut, buddy. Don't take me it's out people, with you. It's people with dogs, right? It's people with dogs. And they having difficult times with the dogs, mm. you know, compared to, say, like a man and a woman relationship, right? So they get a dog expert called a dog whisperer. Mm. The dog whisperer. And, and the whisperer start messing with the dog, right? But he's not, he's he's not really, he, he's, he's getting the dog, he's training the dog. But if you look at it one eye, he's training the dog. But if you really think about it, he's really training the, the dog. Oh people. Alright, cool. He's All really right. training the people. Let's stick to dog whispering. Let's not refer to them. I don't, I don't mean... <laughs> yeah. I, that, was the, that was the I only thing. Yeah. That was no, the yeah. only and analogy. I see, I see where you're coming from. That and shit sounds crazy. And, and that's like relationship. A woman is looking for a man to be a man. Not They don't want to be your mama. They don't want to... You know what I'm saying? They don't want... They want you to be a man. And it's like it's like another analogy. It's like the shark analogy, right? What the fuck is a shark analogy? So 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 if you a great white and and a female is a great white, right? And and if a female could convince you to take all your teeth out as a shark and you just roaming around the water with no teeth and you're like, mm, mm, I'm good on teeth. And stuff like that. For a man, it is cool. Like a woman to be passionate to you. the great, the female, great way to be passionate to you. This and that, that and this. And then once they start to walk over you because you ain't got no teeth, what they'll say? Ain't no real sharks in the water. Okay, man, I get. I, I, mean, I was trying to see where the fuck you was leading me with this shit. You know, I always, I always got a conclusion. Yeah, always, like no women. That's a fact, though. No women wants a man that they actually. With that said, I don't know. I, I was going to say that. I don't know if any woman respects a nigga fully that she could walk right, over. Right. But I'm not going to say they don't want because there's a lot of these niggas out here now. Who just exists as a check uh, uh, or a spawn. Like you are you pay for her lifestyle. Right. And then again, you have no control over none of that. You do everything she tells you to do, and you figure that's the only way to keep her happy. But that again, like that, that. that works for something. I don't know. Yeah, then like this shit is tough because everybody's like, different. Yeah, everybody has their own shit that makes them work. Because there's a lot of niggas who do that. Like that money game, I could sit here and say, like, yo, I I don't think that's right. But there's also a lot of niggas who make a certain amount of bread and they know, all right, look. They've been taught. Yeah, they're not, try, they're not trying to deal with all the extra shit. It's like, yo, look, I make this, I'm going to fund you to do this shit and I want you to give me this reaction back and that's their setup and it works for them so like wow. i can't knock a nigga for for doing what works for him bro at the end of the day you've been in love before several times several times yeah but and what'd you say went wrong 
I'm a, personally for me, I'm a, I need my space, my nigga. Uh, I'm a nigga who likes to move when I want to move. I don't. I've never had to shit since I was fucking 12 years old. That's probably the last time I had to really check in and ask for permission to do shit. So I don't want to be a grown man to have to fucking call you and ask you like, yo, I'm out. I have to come home at this time. And I get it. Like when you're in a fit, like that's the dynamic that you're in. You buy into that shit. You have to do that shit. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I don't feel like that makes you any less of a man or nothing like that. But for me personally, it's just like, how many times am I going to call you in a single time? I'm not going to give you a fucking up-to-date tracking every time I go to the spot. I want to pick up my phone and tell you, yeah, I just got here. Another hour later. Yo, I just went to go get some food. Another hour later. Yo, what you got? I personally can't do that shit. That's not for me. Hence when I'm single, my nigga. Like, it, I got to find the right chick. That's always going to be, like, Who girl. fixed my bad. And I found some of them chicks, and then again, See there's other shit on the side that's like, oh, this may work for me. This is great. And then, oh, well, this problem on the side, that's a bit of a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, I say, like, everything, like, if you entertain, whatever you, your focus go, whatever your energy flow. So, if you become... An entertainer to a woman, she's gonna look to be entertained. It, it, even though your natural state is like, I ain't a fucking clown. <laughs> you know, so so that that's the crazy thing. If I'm honestly speaking, like, I'd rather really, really like a chick than love a chick. What you mean by that? Like, if I really, really like you and stuff like that, that that that's. That's real cool, cause I I'll do things to keep liking you, and you'll do do things to keep me liking but you. I feel like but if I fall in love, that's I, when no, I guess that. Would, wouldn't you say like that's the path to fall in love with shit? Like, but once when you, you get, I think love is lazy, bro. Love once you fall in love, you start shitting with the dog. <laughs> You don't you, you get lazy, you know what I'm saying? You got the you got the purple bra with the green underwears, man. But the beginning of the relationship. Oh so yeah, you, you know say it's not now that I see where you're coming from, like it, it might not be the same way. I think I think I think the the the, 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 the best thing about it, a relationship and the worst thing the best thing that can happen in a relationship, but the worst thing that can happen in a relationship when the chick start farting around you, bruh. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's opening up. Oh, the, now, now this is too much. <laughs> you know? Listen, I wasn't prepared for all that show. You're like, give me a warning. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess it's just a game we play. And I, I pray, I pray that you figure it out and, and I figure it out because I believe in soulmates. I believe there's somewhat another match, the match. Do you? Match. Yeah, definitely. Wait, so you feel there's like there's someone there's out specifically there. one person for everybody? Like. Everybody, bro. Okay. Everybody. I'm yeah. here. Again. And I think I think sometimes it's levels, you know what I'm saying? See, now this is I'm my like, thing with that. With that thought, though. So what become? 
that says a lot if you're not in a relationship because you're always gonna be waiting for that next person. No, no, it's, it's definitely about. I had about, a lot of chicks tell me that before, like not even chicks I'm dealing with, but chicks like my homegirls, whatever. Like yo, oh, you always changing because you're waiting for a perfect situation. It's not that I'm waiting for a perfect situation, but I'm. I don't feel like that's one shit I'm gonna settle with. Like, and there's a lot of things as humans. That's not in our control. We do have to settle with the person I fucking sit here and spend the rest of my life with. I'm not about to just get to thirty and be like, yo, fucking, I ain't got no options, yo. You right, here, I'm right. here. I said the same thing. Yeah, like that shit's not for me. Yeah. And there's, there's certain people who had their whole entire thought process built around like, yo, by thirty you have to have this done, you have to have this done, and some people are gonna get in a relationship. Great, and I want to say the math is 50% of marriages fail. And I would assume... The math is 54%. Because people have this fucking imaginary shit in their mind that marriage... But but they say 90% of the time is fucking money. Really? Yeah, 90% of the time is money, bro. Money's important in this world, bro. Like, we can try and sugarcoat that shit all we want. We come from poor neighborhoods. Nigga, I know what money can do. Money can change your entire fucking bloodline, dog. Yo, I've been in in relationships as a young adult where we both was broke. You know what I mean? That's been a situation where I, I didn't want to be in a relationship myself. 100%. 100%. Like, uh, yo, we can't do nothing. I'm broke right now. I don't know what the she fuck. She like, yo, you want Franken Bings again? I'm like, yeah, that was, that was it. You know what I'm saying? On one hand, niggas will look at that and be like, yo, that's trash. But on the other hand, for me personally, I would much rather the chick who stood next to me on that shit. Yeah. And granted, if we got, we have to fucking improve from there, definitely. Like, yeah. we're not just going to sit in that spot. But if you improve with me, I was yeah, I, I would like that chick more so than the chick who came when I was up. Right. <laughs> and just see she see me on fire, he's like, yo, I'm fucking with this nigga for real. Like, I know how that go. That that's a whole nother story, my nigga. Like, that's the type of world that we in right now. Shit nasty. Alright, Todd, we about to wrap this up. So we talk about the protest. No, we ain't get to the pro we talk about Kobe. Um COVID. Dealing with death, I love. Now, what you, what's your opinions on the protesters and rioters and looters? Protesters, rioters, and looters. Turn the lights off, huh? <laughs> I wouldn't let say about shit. But nah, now you already know what I stand with that. Like a thousand percent, I'm with the looters. I'm with the rioters. They got shit done. This is the first time, nigga. I had done all these protests before. I remember. I remember, bro. Nothing got me. Like, the reason I'm not in a protest right now was, I think I went to the Eric Gardner shit. Yeah, I remember. That was the last dress I went to, and I remember, I vividly remember the cop punching a white bitch dead in her face in the midst of a crowd with cameras rolling. <laughs> Nick cock back, shut up, threw in the whip. I'm like, oh. If they moving like this, nigga, and the nigga who locked me up, it was me and the, it was a um a crip nigga from Newark. 
And he had his son with him, though. So the cop was being wild aggressive. You know, niggas was cool. He was chilling. Niggas being wild aggressive with the boy. Like, you see the nigga here. He's chilling. He's not playing. Nigga has nothing for you. He's not. His energy's cool. Like, he realized he got to see you with him. He's listening to you. The big cop just keeps going. He's going hard on the nigga. So eventually, me and homie, look at him. We start tearing him up for about like a block and a half. They told us, yo, y'all can't stay in the street. Excuse me, I'm lying. They told us, yo, y'all can't be on the sidewalk. Go in the street to walk. Give it maybe two blocks later. Nigga was like, yo, y'all not on the sidewalks. Y'all going to jail. And the same nigga that I was talking shit to was the nigga who caught me. So in the back of my mind, like, he threw me in the zip tie shit. I'm like, yo, this nigga's about to violate me, bro. And I, there ain't shit that I can do about it. Like, that's all that's rushing through my mind the entire time. I'm like, I've been talking shit to this nigga for about a half an hour. He called me in a spot. What, I'm, I'm a fight NYPD. Like, there's no really, there's no winning coming on top of that. Right. It's either, look, you, you're going to try and violate. I'm going to have to fuck you up or fight back and Probably go to jail. You're gonna go to jail for that type shit. Like you're gonna do some type of time. And for whatever reason, he passed me off to um, I guess one of the shorties on her team. Well, on his team, and she happened to be cool. With, like yeah. she was a, I think she was half Puerto Rican. She's Italian and half Puerto Rican, shit like that. So long story short, she wants to take us into the whip, and now we're we're going to um the tombs. But because they have so many press, I mean protesters there, they can't bring us in automatically. So right. now we're in the car. It's me. They locked up another shorty. It's probably like four of us they arrested and four cops. The one cop in the front, and this is the one thing why I can never be like yo NYPD. Things be like yo NYPD got good cops. I I, I get that. <laughs> This, the bitch nigga who was driving the car, the shorty who was in the whip with us, she had her son with her. Dude. She was sitting on the sideline, she wasn't wild, she wasn't doing nothing, she was minding her business. Nigga grabs her by the hair, snatches her away from her son in the middle of a fucking protest. Snatches her by her hair, locks her up. So once we in the car and traffic stops, like we having a conversation with two cops, we just went, we talking, I'm like, yo, y'all realize how this shit look. Like, we just having a real conversation about this shit. Because they, they pretty young. I'm going to say the cop who locked me up had to be in her mid-20s. There's another um white boy. Well, he works in the Bronx, though. Looks nigga. Ball head. Aggressive. Man, one of them UFC niggas. But he told me, he's like, yo, don't get me wrong. I understand where y'all coming from. But that's his shit. He's like, I work in these areas. I'm not from here. People have aggression with me, so I have to match it. That's his shit. Cool, whatever, we're having a discussion. But, needless to say, the one nigga in the front who snatched Shorty by her head, that nigga would not come back and look at, he wouldn't look at her, he wouldn't look at me, he wouldn't look at the other cops. And we're sitting here, he's like, yo, bro, we just seen him violate her for no reason. Like, no, there's no fucking, there's absolutely no reason for this to go down. And they're just looking at it and, Ignoring that shit, bro. Like, I don't even think they gave us a reasoning in that shit, bro. Like, like I, 
Hmm? You had to go to court? Yeah, we definitely had to go to court. I had to, well, they locked us up that night. We wound up getting in eventually. I didn't get out until about 5 in the morning, nigga. <laughs> we wrapping up. Uh, give the people your Instagrams. Tell them you're a photographer and stuff like yes, that. Yes, sir, man. Um, Tosmo Photo on IG. 